You're listening to Renewing Religion, a podcast about worship, social duties, and spirituality featuring an overview of Imam al-Ghazali's Ihya. This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. This Ramadan, our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala sayyidina wa nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. Alhamdulillah, today we're going to be looking at the very first session of our sessions on renewing religion. And... In these sessions, we are covering the Ikhya of Imam al-Ghazali, covering a thematic overview of the chapters of the Ikhya. And chapter one is on knowledge. Imam al-Ghazali's Ikhya is divided into four quarters. And Imam al-Ghazali wrote it as a blueprint how to renew and give life to religion. Um, and the key to religion is knowledge, right? because the very reality of our religion is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to know the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is tremendous merit in our religion to knowledge. Because religion itself is nothing but knowledge. It is knowing Allah Himself and knowing the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam al-Ghazali's Ihya has these four essential parts. The first is on devotion. The first quarter of the Ihya is on devotion. That how do you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in life? And we will see that the keys to this is to know how to submit in one's acts of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then how to do so with sincerity and with the qualities of those who are sincere. But we are also social beings. So we see how we can fulfill our worldly responsibilities, our work, our relationships, our dealings, our eating and drinking, our family lives, our choices with respect to the halal and the haram and the other social responsibilities. How do we deal with people in accordance with prophetic character. And this is the second quarter of the Ihya on the social duties. And we see there that dealing with creation is an essential component to bringing our religion to life. That we do not compartmentalize our religion. Religion is not merely faith and worship. But religion is also not merely 
having good, being good in dealing with creation. It's not an either or. Rather, both are required. But with that, we are ultimately spiritual beings. Right? And the second half of the Ihya looks at the heart of our religion, which is the heart. How do we acquire the virtuous traits of heart? And how do we rid ourselves of the destructive traits of the heart? And many of the scholars have said that the most important part of the Ihya is in fact this final, is the third quarter of the Ihya on how to rid oneself of the destructive vices. Because that is a knowledge that is personally obligatory for people. Right? There's other aspects of the Ihya that are vital. No one has written with as much insight about how to worship with excellence. But you can find the details elsewhere. No one has written with as much brilliance about how to fulfill our social duties as Imam Ghazali, but you could find those details elsewhere. But no one has unpacked the destructive traits of character and how to rid oneself of them as majestically and as insightfully as Imam al-Ghazali. And this knowledge is essential, right? which is why Imam Abu Hassan al-Shadili said, whoever dies without having deep understanding of this knowledge will die committing enormities, will die committing major sins while they're completely unaware. Right? They're blissfully unaware. They think they're, do they're doing well, yet they are committing major sins. The beauty, of course, of the Ihya is that the spirituality is infused in all the other chapters. How do we worship, not just with our bodies, but with our hearts? How do we engage our hearts in fulfilling our worldly responsibilities? Right? The first book of the Ihya looks at knowledge. Right? And this is an unusual selection because you could argue that, you know, this is theory that isn't the priority to know how to worship, isn't the priority to not talk about something as abstract as knowledge. Knowledge is something that many of the scholars said that does not require definition, right? Everyone knows what knowledge is. Knowledge is to know, right? So why bother defining something that is so obvious, right? Because definition itself is to know something, right? So you, some scholars held this position, although it was refuted, that no, knowledge too is definable, right? Um, some said, well, it is definable, but it's obvious. Knowledge is simply to know. And they, sa and they said, no, knowledge is something that is important to define because we have to know what kind of knowledge are we talking about? Because we are not talking, when we talk about religious knowledge, of merely knowing. But rather, we, we are talking about a certain type of knowledge. 
right? So Imam al-Ghazali explains that the very purpose of religion is knowledge. Right? What is religion? Yeah, religion is al-haq, it's truth. And what is truth? It is that which is known to correspond to reality. The purpose of religion is knowing Allah. Right? The guidance of the religion, its forms, what we do as people of faith, the forms of religion, all of them require knowledge. Right? To submit to Allah requires knowledge. Right? So the form of religion is itself knowledge. Right? Because what we do requires knowledge, right? knowing how to submit to Allah, right? so that we are in a state of obedience to Allah in whatever we're doing, knowing how to seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all that we do, knowing how to be sincere to Allah, knowing how to be beloved to Allah in whatever we are engaged in. So this is why knowledge comes first. And we should not take that knowledge for granted because very often we assume that, well, I know. Right? But we need to understand that the very that, that what we do in life is we submit to Allah. So we need to be sure that we are submitting in the right way right? and that we are submitting in a good way right? so we're submitting soundly we're submitting pleasingly we're submitting in a manner that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa so knowledge really is opportunity because it's an opportunity to be acceptable pleasing and beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So this, however, raises an issue. Because in our, our religion is one that is based on knowledge. The Prophet said, I was only sent as a teacher. Our religion requires knowledge. Our religion honors knowledge and its people. Right? The one thing the Prophet is commanded to seek an increase of in the Qur'an is knowledge. zidni ilma. Said Allah is commanding the Messenger and say, O Lord, increase me in knowledge. That's the one thing the Prophet is commanded to, to seek an increase in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the people of knowledge are honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah raises those who believe amongst you and have been granted knowledge, numerous ranks, numerous stations. Right? The Prophet tells us that the people of knowledge are the inheritors of the Prophets and the virtues of knowledge are tremendous.
And this, of course, is an opportunity for every believer. Whomever Allah wishes well for, He grants deep understanding of religion. However, there's a danger. Right? What is the danger? That, and this is the central concern of Imam al-Ghazali in the Book of Knowledge, by which he outlines the rest of the Ihya, that knowledge without action knowledge with, and knowledge without sincerity is form without reality. And knowledge that is lacking in action or knowledge that does not result in action is a form that has little meaning. Right? Imam al-Ghazali is very hard on those who learn yet do not act. He says it's like someone who is sick and they get medicine. And they're really happy that they have medicine, but they don't use it. Right? It's absurd, because they're going to die sick. Or someone who's in the desert, and they have this whole arsenal of weapons. All kinds of swords and shields and spears, but then a pack of lion, lions attack. And he said, look at my weapons. And you sit back. You're going to get devoured. Likewise, um, you're in trouble if you don't act. But even if you act, if you act without sincerity, without seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your knowledge will not be of benefit. So what is knowledge? The knowledge that is sought, the knowledge that is praiseworthy, is deep understanding of religion. As the Prophet said, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا Whomever Allah wishes well for, he grants deep understanding of religion. And this term fiqh, Imam al-Ghazali in the Book of Knowledge says there's some key terms of religion that are misunderstood by people. Right? Because while fiqh has a technical meaning as one of the sciences of the religion, fiqh in the religion, deep understanding of the religion, is knowing what is right knowing things deeply, knowing the consequences of things. Which is why Imam Abu Hanifa defined knowledge as, uh, defined fiqh, right? this deep understanding of religion, it's ultimately to know oneself. And to know what, will, what is for you and what is against you in this life. And that is the praiseworthy knowledge, right? It's to know yourself, it's self-awareness, but it's spiritual self-awareness. It's to know what is for you and against you in this life, right? Another definition of knowledge that Imam al-Ghazali gives is that beneficial knowledge is knowing what will enable you to draw closer to Allah given where you are in life, right? It's to know how to draw closer to Allah, where you are in life. But you require knowledge of all those aspects that we talked about. How to worship Allah. Right? And of course, the first thing you need to know in order to worship Allah is to know the one worshipped. Which is why the next section is on sound beliefs. But knowledge has two dimensions. There's a personally obligatory knowledge, which is called Fardul Ain, or what is essential knowledge. 
right? Ilmul Hal. What you need to know in order to submit soundly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the things that you are engaged in in life. So anything that you do, you need to have the knowledge that ensures that you are in a state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And praiseworthy knowledge upon that is knowledge that enables you to seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what you're engaged in. But that's not it. There's also communally obligatory knowledge, which is all the knowledge that is needed in order to preserve the essential good for humanity. The religious good, but also the worldly good. So one of the things one should look at when making decisions regarding what one does in life is to look at what communal obligation can we fulfill through our knowledge. Knowledge of religion requires adab, requires proper manners, right? Because adab is essential to sound pursuit of anything in life. Right? Adab is the right way of doing anything. And if you don't do things in the right way, you should not be expectant of right results. And Imam al-Ghazali talks at length about the proper manners of seeking knowledge. At the, es- at the heart of adab, of proper manners, is having deep reverence and respect and expressing it by striving to do things in the right way. And this is the basic insight of our religion, that if any of you does anything, they strive to do it in the right way. In knowledge, that requires that you consult with respect to what you learn. That you follow a trodden path in knowledge. And that you strive to master what you learn so that you are able to act upon it and you are able to benefit others by what you learn. What are the fruits of knowledge? The fruits of knowledge are becoming one of the scholars of the next life. Someone who has the ability to seek the hereafter and who can show the path of the hereafter to others. Nothing benefits others as much as the eternal good. Right? So this is the potential of knowledge. The fruits of knowledge are to become a lordly scholar, a alim rabbani, which Which, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to be, which is, which is to be someone whose knowledge enables one to direct one's heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And who's able to turn other people's hearts towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And... This knowledge has an opportunity. We'll close with this, that knowledge is the prophetic inheritance. The prophets did not leave behind wealth. They did not leave behind anything worldly. Rather, the prophets left behind knowledge. And acquiring this knowledge is personally empowering because it is knowledge that enables you to truly live. It is knowledge that enables you to be truly realized in what matters in life. But it is knowledge that enables you to be 
a true agent of good in this life. Whether it is by becoming a scholar of the religion, by spreading religious knowledge, or by doing whatever you do in life in a manner that gives life. Right? Activism without knowledge is action that is not rooted. Right? Service without knowledge is toil without fruit. Right? But one of the greatest opportunities in life is that through knowledge one is able to fulfill this potential that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us to. That woman ahsanu qawlam mimman da'a ila Allah wa'amila salihan wa qala innani min al-muslimin. Who is better in affirmation than one who calls to Allah, acts righteously, and declares, I am truly of those who submit. So this is the opportunity of knowledge. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He grant us knowledge that benefits, that He grant us hearts that are reverent, and that He grant us the success to, to pursue the path of knowledge, the path of the Prophet وسلم, the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in light, in the ways that are right, and that He bless us in this month of Ramadan. Allahumma alimna ma yanfa'una. وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وعملا وإخلاصا وقربا وتقريبا وتنويرا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ونعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع وقلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يستجاب له اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم حقق لهم كل خير وادفع عنهم كل شر ولا تجعل فتنتهم في الدين وردنا والمسلمين إليك وإلى نور هديك المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم ردا جميلا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على السراج المنير صاحب التنوير سيدنا ونبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وبارك الله تعالى فيكم Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast To listen to the rest of our shows please visit seekershub.fm You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass.